A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Over the Top Cycling. We are outside of Spruce in Boulder, Colorado on a beautiful day. Lots of housework going on, so not a whole lot of insulation here in soundproofing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is Going the Distance with Coach John Hughes. Today we're going to be talking final preparation for Paris Brest Paris. You got it. I rode my first PBP back in 79, completely ignorant of what I was doing. I'd ridden a bunch of double centuries and figured, well, back-to-back double centuries. Um, I've learned a lot since then, which I'm looking forward to sharing with you. <laughs> One thing I knew even back then was sitting outside coffee shops was a great thing. So I did that. <laughs> John, do you think it's important to you as a coach having done these events, or does that make you tougher on your clients? Doesn't necessarily make me tougher on a client having done it. I know better what, in fact, you need to do. I have a client who is worrying himself silly about whether to get an aluminum or steel 10-speed cassette. And when I wrote it... <laughs> I had a five-speed freewheel, <laughs> you know? And, I mean, one of my great memories, I, I, had, I still have an Alex Langer custom touring bike, French, made in Paris. And I was riding along on my first PVP. First of all, I was wearing a helmet. Nobody else was. There were very few Americans. And I had a triple chainring on the bike. And everybody like, oh, an Alex Langer, c'est magnifique, c'est and so on. And one guy finally looked at it, and he saw the triple chainring. And he pointed and he shook his head, no, 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 no. And then he pointed at his big thighs and said, meh. <laughs> and I thought, I got the hint. So uh, the, the point is, I, I have learned, I mean, there are better things than equipment, but it really doesn't matter. I survived on bananas and French bread for two and a half days, and then I was sick of it and I quit eating, you know, and you can still finish. And then did you drop the guy with the big thighs when you went pedaling by? No, in this, in your no, no. He, he was with his team and... and um, I decided I'd go to the front and pull, and I quickly got rejected from the front of the pace line. They didn't want me screwing up their team, and I drifted to the back. And this guy on the team looked at me, and he sort of smiled, and he handed me something wrapped in aluminum foil, and I, un- I opened it, and it was a chicken thigh. I mean, exactly what you need in an endurance ride, right? Is greasy chicken. Anyhow, I mean, the point is, I've made so many mistakes. Every PPP, I get lost twice. Not once, not three times, but twice. I just expect it. You get lost, okay, you figure it out. Worrying about a GPS, eh. And that's Think- okay. You're your record holder at Boston, Montreal, Boston, so you don't go into these things always needing to have the fastest time. You're going in for fun or go, the accomplishment? In, no, go, going in for fun, you know. I, I usually went out with the 84-hour group, and I tried to finish in 83.30, so I got my money's worth. <laughs> There's no point knocking yourself silly. Um, 
I mean, I, I think a lot of it is about training, and the other part is about having your head screwed on straight. It's really, it, at this point, if you're not trained up for PVP, you're in trouble. Whereas mentally, you can do a lot to get ready. It's really about having your head screwed on straight. Um, I remember one year, 99. Yeah, it was the year I got divorced. I'd, I'd done the brevets and I did a little touring and did a lot of hanging out. And I went over there and I saw a bunch of guys I knew from California. I just moved from California a few years earlier. And they'd been hammering out double centuries every weekend and so forth and so on. And then I keep seeing them in controls having quit because they, you know, like they'd broken a spoke or they'd had three flats or their butt hurt. And they'd done a ton of miles, but they were not ready at all mentally for the event. And I'd gone in pretty mentally ready and very refreshed. Didn't seem any harder than it should have seemed physically. And you've got three clients doing PBP this year, correct? I've actually got four. four. I've got Terry Gooch, who is sitting here with us. I have a rookie man who's in his 60s. Um, I think he'll do okay. I've got a rookie doctor who's in his 40s and got a custom seven bicycle with painted fenders to match the frame. It is an awesome bike, a little bit of overkill. Uh, and then I have a veteran in her 60s who has done PBP many times and her concern is being a little slow so she doesn't get enough sleep but she's also done it enough times to know you can get by on not a lot of sleep mm -hmm. i had two more who were going to do it and both chose family over it when changes came in family one guy's son got into a very prestigious prep school and he decided rather than spending the summer training he was going to spend the time with his family which is just awesome and I got a couple of guys who are trying to complete their first SR series, you know, 200, 300, 400, and 600K per base. So I like coaching randonneurs more than I like coaching racers, actually. Sorry, George. That's why you dropped me. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way I've ever dropped George is as a client, not on the road. And actually, I didn't drop him. He, he did what he needed to do. So, John, with PVP three weeks away, yeah, obviously, if you're not in shape, you are in huge trouble. So what do you do now to get get ready for it well as I said I, I think there's some mental preparations you can do and let me give you um, a couple of examples one is I have well, multiple examples I, I find out when a clients gonna start and so if a clients gonna start at 1830 which is 630 p.m. I say okay I want you to do 200k starting at 630 and just imagine that you're starting PVP and you're riding all night so you get used to it you get over there for the start and you say oh, okay I can do this Another one is sleep break practice. Start about 8 o'clock at night, ride 100K, take your short sleep break, get used to it, get on the bike and go for 200K. And the goal of the sleep break is to be learn to be practice being really efficient. Uh, another one is a simulation ride. So I'm having all of my clients do this. One guy did a 300K got a full night's sleep and then a 300K. And the goal during the 300K was Every kilometer he'd ridden, pretend he'd ridden 2K. So when he'd done 25 kilometers, he would have done 50K in Paris. Where would he be? What would the weather be like? When would the next control be? What's the terrain like? So forth and so on. Uh, 
So any of those sorts of things, one that I used a lot before Boston, Montreal, Boston was visualizing the ride, imagining in my mind where I was, that I was doing it. And I, it, I figured it would take me three days, so I visualized day one, 24 hours, 24 hours two, 24 hours three. And I did that sequence twice, and to make it as realistic as possible, I wore cycling shorts, cycling shoes, jersey and helmet, and sat outside in the rain, because it had probably gonna rain, made it more and more realistic. I love that and idea. I, I mean, in my visualization, I got dropped in the first 25 miles by these really strong riders who knew the hills around Boston, and sure enough, on the road, I got dropped. But in my visualization, I had gradually reeled them in, one by one. And I did at Boston. And I had visualized getting really sleepy about 4 a.m., but I wasn't gonna sleep, had to keep going. And I visualized lying on a country store deck somewhere and eating a uh, power bar. And sure enough, PPP, along about 4 a.m., there was that country store with the little porch, and I lay down and I ate my power bar. So the power visualization, I had ridden it twice. I knew it, and I knew I could do it. And so that's why I really like clients to go through the same process. So if Terry's never been to the PBP course, what can she do, or your other clients maybe who haven't done this yet, what do they visualize? Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I'm sitting on the trainer. I'm in the desert. I'm doing climbs in Arizona. I can hear my support crew talking to me. It's right. that real. Right, absolutely. And, and what it's... What it's about is not so much imagining it, which is intellectual, but feeling it. What's the heat feel like on your skin? How do your legs feel climbing those hills? How does your body feel at 4 a.m., et cetera, et cetera? And usually as a first step, I have them do something more intellectual, which is work out an actual plan. And this is something you should be doing, Terry. Get out the controls write down how far apart is each one, mm -hmm. take a look at the terrain, you don't have to memorize it, but is it really hilly? Are you out past Ludiac where there's the big climb, et cetera, et cetera. And estimate, guesstimate, how long it's gonna take you to get from control to control, and write that down on a spreadsheet. So you've got an idea mm -hmm. of kind of what it's gonna take. And then do another one assuming you've got great legs. Mm -hmm. You're riding well. You don't need sleep or less sleep. How fast will you go? Right. And then write down one that says, uh-oh, I've been lost twice. I've broken spokes. <laughs> We've got a headwind out and back. How long does it take you? Right. And so the most important one is the third one. Because in case that happens, you'll say, okay, I'm in scenario number three. I can still finish. Hopefully it'll be number two or number one. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that, then you intellectually know a lot about the course and at that point you can do more effective visualizations and more effective simulation rides that makes sense i do have a, a generic plan on where i'd like to get to on each of the three days and where i'd like to sleep but it's true i kind of have a i i was hoping this week to go through and actually write down exactly with my start time because you get to know it this year right. when you when you register, you know when does every control close so right. that I know like kind of in my very basic third case scenario I need to get to such and such a place by this time right. in my head so I know that I do have a little bit of time to sleep if I'm feeling terrible and I think that might be beneficial or what have you. Yeah, 
I was talking with Bill Bryant, who did PPP first time in 83, longtime friend, and he says he always wrote out a plan like that. And then he ignored it, except for kind of when he expected to be at sleep stops. Right. But he knew, you know, if he followed the plan, right. basically the plan, he, and, and it doesn't need to be in a lot of detail. Um, you see people with far too much time on their hands creating very, very elaborate spreadsheets. I don't it, have any time like that. It, well, and, and it's not worth it. I mean, what are you going to do with all that information? You're just going to get confused and worried. Right. I, my main thing is, you know, I'd like to be, for example, I'm hoping to get a sleep break. I, I want to be, I think the most important thing is that I want to be back on the road by 4 a.m. Right. To have that whole day to ride. So. Right. That would be, I think, a goal to push me to keep on in mm -hmm. the afternoon when I feel hot and I want to like lollygag because I, then I'll get more sleep if I can get in earlier. Because I think if I always am, the idea if I'm always getting up and on the bike rolling by 4 a.m., that's kind of a good thing in my head personally to know, keep it moving. Right. And, and you're making a key point. The more time you save during the day, the right. longer the sleep break you get. Right. I've, <laughs> I've coached both you and George, and I was, I was really, Really a hard ass on staying on the bike. If you got to get off, really quick sleep break, really quick rest stop. Right. My rule of thumb is uh, five minutes for every hour of riding. So right. if you've been riding for six hours, over that six hours, you should have accumulated no more than 30 minutes off the bike. Right. And that counts time at controls. That counts time stopped, carrying it, staring at the sheet. It counts time right. in a little store, getting provisions. It counts everything. Which is not really very much time. It sure is not. Because we rode five hours yesterday, and I bet we were off 20 minutes getting cold drinks at, in hygiene, you know? Sure. I mean, just getting off the bike, rolling in, we, of course, ran into a, a friend. Um, and I think that's where, you know, I, that time can go very quickly when you're not aware of it. Yeah, and, and, and that's average over 12 hours, 24 hours, whatever. Right. Um, one year when I rode PVP, I, I was really diligent with my friends. We were not going to screw around at the controls. Mm -hmm. And once we got depressed, I looked at how much time I had. And I thought, well, okay, I run into friends at controls. I've got time to stop and talk. Right. I can sit down and have a meal. I can get more sleep. But I knew I had a lot of time in the bank. Right. So don't screw around in the first half at least. Where are you planning on sleeping? Do you know yet? Um, the one that's past Ludiac, what is that like about? Tinteniac. Right, 520k yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then the one past Ludiac in the other direction. Right. Uh, I think it's Carhay past Ludiac. Right. Now that I think about it, right. going toward Brest and Tinteniac coming back. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. was my plan to ride later um, the first day. So that would be you know a little 300ish miles, and then the next day would be a little over. 200 right and then have a little bit less than 250 on the third which might take four right realistically just just in case i mean i hope right. it won't but oh i agreed yeah, yeah. That, i was hoping that that i think that gives me like 18 hours still like so then if i did need a sleep break that last night i think i still have enough time to get a little sleep break right and still finish right on time so you said you want to ride 300 miles and then 250 and then 200 yeah. Why are you thinking in miles? I'm <laughs> Seriously. Serious question. That is how I think. It's true. Is your speedometer in miles or, or kilometers? I could change it. Put it in kilometers. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Is your watch in 12-hour or 24-hour? That should be in 24. You believe yeah, it or not, it I, don't have, I don't have a watch. I need to get one. Well, or, you know, your odometer or something. No, but I do. it would be good to have a watch because if something... 
perhaps with an alarm on it. Yeah, that might be useful right. for those sleep breaks. The, cool. other, the other thing for sleep breaks is take really, really good earplugs. I need to get some. And an eye shade to cover your eyes. Okay. It's going to be noisy. The lights are going to be on. You can tell them when you want them to get up, get you up. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't count on it. I'd have backup. Okay. Just in case they don't wake you up. Okay. And your idea, a lot of people try to sleep at Ludiac. So mm -hmm. going on to Car A or coming back to Tinteniac, mm -hmm. good idea. Fewer okay. people there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Another thing um, that I always did. Pete Pensayer has taught me this trick. Was I'd have a good meal of carbs before my sleep break. Yes. And it'd take a little time, but that's the one. Your sleep break is the one time you've got to really replenish your glycogen. Right. And so eating a lot then is great. And you could even, depending on how much you want to carry, et cetera, et cetera, buy more provisions at the control before your sleep break and kind of be munching along more on the ride. Gotcha. Don't have to. Right. And be sure to have a little breakfast right. when you get up. Oh, and, definitely. was my plan. Yeah. And ignore the Frenchmen who are having red wine with breakfast. <laughs> not recommended, but you will see them. Wow. Yeah, definitely not going to be me. <laughs> wow. This is Over the Top Cycling. You are listening to Going the Distance with Coach John Hughes. Remember to download our podcast off of iTunes or follow us on the Acast app. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Over the Top Cycling or Instagram Over the Top Cycling. On Twitter, we are Over the Top Bike. And our website, OverTheTopRadio.net. Today, John Hughes, we're talking final preparation for Paris Breast Paris. So we've talked about a plan, equipment. I mean, you get there and things just aren't going right. What, do you have a backup plan, a tri-backup plan, a quad backup plan? Well, that, I mean, for, first of all, that, that's the point that of plan number three for Terry. Think, mm -hmm. Things aren't really going well. And plan number three ought to allow some, some decent windows for, for hidden control cutoffs, mm -hmm. just in case you have, to, you, know, you have to go right. to plan four, which is not really a plan. Um, the second thing is expect stuff's going to go wrong and right. don't freak out. When I was leading climbing trips for the Colorado Mountain Club, I had to take um, first responder, first aid, you know, just in case there was an accident. Right. And they said, okay, there's an accident. First thing you do, don't grab somebody unless they're bleeding to death. Sit down and smoke a cigarette and think about what to do. Well, they didn't seriously mean smoke, but something goes wrong with your bike, instead of panicking, step back into some shade, have a couple sips from your water bottle, eat something, kind of calm down until you can address the problem and then fix it and go on. Mm -hmm. Don't throw your bike in anger. and <laughs> You probably don't have someone to give you a new bike. Right. I have a friend who flew to Paris and who knows where his bike went, but it didn't get there. Right. He was able to borrow a Criterion bike. And he had an extra free wheel with him, so he had, a, he had to find a file. He was staying at a house and file it down to where he could put it on this crit bike and do PBP. Another friend who uh, ride a really high-end frame, which unfortunately broke. Wow. And somebody loaned him a crit bike at a control. And one of the problems was it didn't have any really low gears. He was used to spinning up hills. He had to stand climbing. And his headlight, his helmet light, and his bike light were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he finally got um, 
his balance was so far off, vertigo, that he had to that he had to quit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One more anecdote, 87, I'm riding along on my way back to Fougere. All of a sudden, my right pedal doesn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. I shine down my helmet light, and there's a big crack right where your pedal goes into the crank. Yikes. So I pedaled a lot with my left foot and a little bit with my right foot for the next 10K. And I arrive at the mechanic station at, I don't know, 1 a.m. I can't finish. Oh, my God, it's broken. He says, oh, I think I can get you a new one. This is all in French, of course. So he looks at it, and he says, oh, boy, we don't have any TA cranks in, in stock. Let me call my friend. He's asleep, but he's got a bike shop. So he calls his friend. Oh, I'll go look. I'll see what I got. The friend calls back and says, well, I don't have any 170 millimeter. I don't have any 175 millimeters. I got some 180s. The guy want that? I said, my choice is DNF or put on 180. Sure, put on the 180s. Right. How long will it take? He says, ah, it'll be a couple hours. And I said, Okay. I went and had something to eat. I took a sleep break, came back, got on my bike, new crank. So right. the point is almost anything can be fixed. Right. If you are, almost every problem can be solved. And the ones that can't be solved, is it a showstopper? Okay, you got saddle sores. Yeah. All right, your stomach is upset and you're throwing up. Okay, you got sunburned. Right. Whatever. And, and part of it, and it seems obvious, but so many people don't do it, double check everything on your bike now. Yeah. Put everything new on, like a chain cassette now. Right. New cables now. So all of that stuff has a little chance to wear a little. Right. And make sure everything's working. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Smoothly rather than waiting until the end. Anything you can do to reduce those problems. Don't, I mean, don't, all your shorts should be, shorts you've worn, everything should be clothing that's well used. That is not the time to take anything new. Food, like food, uh, all that you're bringing, yep, right? Yeah, food that you're bringing. And what if the food doesn't agree with you right. by day two? What are you going to do? Right. Serious question, Terry. Oh, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I... You know, I am definitely, I've historically, and even through this Brevet series, I've been so jealous of the people that can eat a Snickers bar and an ice cream sandwich and have a Red Bull at a stop because just thinking about that makes my stomach turn. I'm a little bit more sensitive, but I think with that is making sure that I always get enough calories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, 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 I have to be a little uncomfortable in some ways sometimes stomach-wise to make sure that I get in enough calories, and that's kind of, I think, my can be my problem so it's making sure that I always eat no matter what and 
Um, and then, you know, and it can't always just be like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. You just kind of have to suck it up and eat. Right. Go towards the right. to the more mild side um, of, of the calories. It's probably not going to be, you know, a bunch of dairy for me, for example. I'm not going to have a chocolate milk or something like that. But it's, to, you know, to keep the calories coming in in a small amount, which definitely seems to work for me. I'm really looking forward to baguette ham sandwiches because I absolutely adore those, and I'm going to be really bummed if they don't work at PBP because they've historically been my favorite French thing to eat. Absolutely <laughs> loves them, and if you start to develop mouth sores, yep. the crunchiness of the baguette mm -hmm. may be irritating. Right, I do get them um, from, from sugary things or in ram and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to rice. I know that they have often soup and things like that, so I'm, I'm thinking too stuff like that would. Yeah, they will probably have mashed potatoes, boiled yep. potatoes, something like that. Always they good may for have me. rice, you know, bread and butter. White um, food is good for me. Yeah, white, during white food like is this. good. I mean, all the kind of stuff you would not eat for a healthy diet here at home. The French will be serving, right. and go for it. Right. A, a different part of it that I think is really, really important over these last few weeks is developing your mental skills, and in particular, the skills that help you relax and focus. And they're skills, they're not just something you pick up overnight, they're, like, they're skills just like learning to descend, just like learning to ride in a group. You didn't get that initially, you had to practice. And the most important ones are, first of all, just learn to sit really quietly with your eyes closed and do nothing but breathe. Mm -hmm. Just focus on your breathing. It's hard. Yeah. My mind wanders, but keep bringing it back to your breathing. And what that skill does, once you've mastered it, when you're on your bike and you suddenly get distracted, you can just refocus on your breathing, kind of get back in that state, mm -hmm. and carry on. And then the second one is progressive relaxation. Same thing, best on lying down. Focus mm -hmm. on your breathing and then tighten up your left foot and calf as tight as you can get them. Mm -hmm. And then exhale and relax. And do it again. Mm -hmm. And then tighten up your left hamstring as tight as you can get it without cramping. And relax it. Uh -huh. And your left thigh. And then go up your other leg, right? right. And then left arm, mm -hmm. right arm, chest. And then squeeze your face up just as tight as you can like this. And relax. And what you're learning to do is let go. Because unless you're really unusual, you are going to be wound pretty tight before PBP. Yeah. And doing something like that is just wonderful. And then the third thing I would suggest is figure out some image, some place you ride that is totally calming. You get there and it is just about the best thing in the world. I had one in California. One that I like here a lot actually is climbing old stage where you live mm -hmm. from the south side up up the steep section kind of up the rolly section and you get to that point where it goes down i don't know 25 percent or something and there's that sign about deer and i think somebody might have hit a deer or something it's a little dangerous but i get there and i look at that downhill and i'm tired and i go ah, life is good and i'm out in the country and so that's one of the ones i can use when i get really wound up a few deep breaths and ah, I'm in my special place. So all of those, you got three weeks. Mm -hmm. You, everybody listening, work on those now. 
right. if you go to my website, www.coach-hughes.com, go to the resources page, go to the mental section, mental section, and it's all explained right, right there. That, that is actually really great. I mean, it's t- last, not yesterday, but a weekend ago, um, I was riding George's Away at Race Across Oregon. I was riding by myself, and I've been a little down on the whole PVP thing, thinking that I hadn't really been able to ride enough and all of the negatives. And then I just thought, you know, for as many low feelings as there will be, because there will be, I know from doing Race Across America and all the other stuff, there's always low times when you're suffering. There are some amazing highs, and to just... You're going to suffer. It'll last five minutes or five hours, but then there will be wonderful parts that'll last five minutes or five hours, and right. it's just the whole right. thing is a yin-yang of trading off the highs and the lows. And Yeah, and, 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 and it's part of it, pass. I, I mean, you're really smart about it because, okay, there will be lows, and this will pass, right. and there will be a lot of lows, and they will pass, and it may rain. Right. And, you know. Hopefully it'll pass. Begging for rain yesterday right, was so right. hot. I mean, what, what, one of the tricks that I, I mean, twelve hundred. I cannot possibly ride twelve hundred kilometers. I mean, that is an enormous distance. There is no way in hell, at the start, I can go that far. But I can probably ride to Mortanya, which is the first control, which is what a hundred k, something right. like that. And all I have, all I really have to do is ride there, right. and get something to eat quickly and then I get on my bike and I can ride to Valen which is the next control I think it's kind of a neat place it's got kind of a stone brick wall on, on the left and this sort of crappy place to sleep on the right so I just I always did it control by control That's... never thought any farther and if a control seemed too far away and it's really hilly well I can get to the top of this hill yeah, I, I ride old stage mailbox to mailbox. Yeah, exactly. Still, and we've lived there three years <laughs> I know, I know. on those bad days. <laughs> that steep part, you just, I cannot get to the top of this, but I can see that. Yeah, the mailbox, or I count to 100 pedal strokes over yeah, and over again. Yeah, 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 exactly. I wonder if it's 100 pedal strokes to the top. Oh, it's more than that. Okay. It's about 600 for me yeah. from my, my, my uh, place. But another really important tip, mm-hmm. this is my friend Kim Freitas, who's out in California. The group riding your pace, mm-hmm. probably somewhere behind you, Terry. <laughs> Seriously, too many people go out too fast, yeah. and they become what we call fried rabbits. Yes. Which are just, just delicious. If you can find a fried rabbit by this side of the road, take a piece with you to eat. It's just great. <laughs> but if you start out at a reasonable pace, right. you'll, you've got a better chance of finishing. That is my goal. Yeah. To, I mean, to, to ride, not to ride too hard from the get-go. I am starting by myself. All, my friends are starting either ahead or behind. So, I mean, hopefully those behind people catch me because I've been going the right pace and they've yeah. been going too fast and then we all... You, you know what it, what it felt like the last 200K of, a 600, of your 600K, right? Yeah. Start out feeling like that at that pace. Right. No right. faster. Because you're going to have to ride at that pace, you know, toward for, the end. For too. two more days, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. All right. I am looking forward to our next show with Terry because by that time, PBP will be over and we'll have our PBP wrap-up. We will. Do we have time to talk about the taper? We absolutely do. Well, it goes back to the point that I said that if you're not trained up now, it's too bad. And if you are trained up now, don't keep training hard. There's not a lot you can do. Mm -hmm. So in terms of long rides, I'd do a 200K, not more, Mm -hmm. this coming weekend. Okay. 100K the following weekend. 
you know, you get to France, maybe a 50K. So those are the long rides. Mm -hmm. And then I keep doing a couple of shortish intensity rides. Mm -hmm. Old stage. Right. I mean, how long does it take? Well, the Lee Hill part and up old stage, how long does it take to the top of that first climb for you? From like Broadway up. Uh, Roughly. Maybe 20 minutes. Perfect. Maybe. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not more than that. Working fairly hard. Like one time. Do, Do something... Yeah, just, just go up once. We're not talking hill repeats. Okay. So um, ride down, turn around, ride up. Or go down the north side, make a loop, and come back up the south side. That's usually like my kind of 45-minute loop down yeah. and around the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, something like that a couple of times a week. Harder. Harder. And a couple of easy recovery rides, and that's plenty. Okay. And I would, I would do this week a couple of... It, couple of intensity rides uh-huh next week one intensity ride okay the week so, you go to france no okay. intensity ride okay so you're tapering that down okay so i am i the week in between this week and i have to go to outdoor retailer for work it's a trade show yeah so i was going to try to take my bicycle just to do a, an easy 45 minute ride in the morning mentally but i could always just ride in the hotel gym you know, if you can handle it, do 45 minutes hard, you know, warm up, do it hard, cool down in the gym. Mm-hmm. And don't stress about taking your bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's convenient, that was, you know. It was only if it was convenient yeah, for some. Yeah, ride a couple of times. But it's a recovery week. Right. What, okay. what you're ta- trying to do is regain freshness. And you regain, regain freshness a lot faster than you lose fitness. So think about, you want to okay. come into the start really fresh and excited mm-hmm. no tired legs right right how how far in front of pbp are you getting to france um i'm flying out on wednesday arrive thursday morning so then we have all day thursday all day friday bike check on saturday and then start on sunday so quite a bit actually yeah. one, one thing i suggest i always did this <laughs> there and, and anything i was doing ride out the first 25 to 50k I wanted to do that and turn around and try and figure out well, first of all the cue sheets in French <laughs> but ride, ride back and that way when you get to those last and you're just trashed you say oh okay I know where I am look I'm not that far away right that's, I can finish yeah exactly I really wanted to do that yeah um, be sure you're getting plenty of sleep yeah over the next three weeks you don't want to go in tired right the last week be sure you're eating plenty of carbohydrates okay so fruit and vegetables are also carbs it's not just pasta and bread right and be careful if you're having something like pasta not to have a really rich marinara sauce with mm-hmm. a lot of fat okay something low fat you definitely want to do that well um, stay hydrated and practice those relaxing exercises I was talking about okay <laughs> It's a loud day out here today, George. It's a loud it, it day. Is, it is a loud day. Loud. And, and it, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be like France. Right. Um, I was watching the Tour de France the other day, and and they were they were interviewing Chris Froome the night before that big, big stage where it finished with all those switchbacks, and they weren't going to allow spectators up there. Yes. And he said, or they asked, said, are you going to notice there are no spectators? And he says, I don't even notice if there are spectators. I'm so focused. And so... In France, they're going to be loud times. They're going to be trafficy times. Just stay focused on right. what you're doing. 
One other thing on navigating, memorize the name of every significant town you go through, not just the controls. Okay. Because you come to an intersection and the cue sheet is not gonna say, turn right. It's gonna list the name of the next little town, but also farther down the big town. And okay. when you get to the intersection, there'll be signs and the big sign will point to the big town and there'll be other signs pointing to other towns. And if you know the big town you're heading toward, go that way. Gotcha. And you get to the next intersection and look for the big town and keep going that way, which will reduce the probability of getting lost. Well, and that, I mean, I definitely don't have a good plan for the navigation, so that's a great suggestion because <laughs> I don't have a GPS. Good. Yeah, I don't. Good. You don't want one. It'll just confuse you. Well, and it's just more stuff to make sure that I have to power and you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And if it craps out, then you're screwed, right? Right. Whereas, so. if you learn, whereas if you're following a cue sheet and signs, as I said earlier, I've gotten lost a couple of times every PBP. So here's some suggestions on how not to get lost. First of all, every turn, think for yourself, is this the right turn? Don't just assume people are going the right way. Okay. Look around for arrows. They're mm -hmm. not going to be in obvious places, but there will be arrows. People worry about their getting stolen. Well. If you're finishing maybe an hour from the end, people will have lifted them. Um, ah, okay. See if you see if the if you can find a group of preferably French, but Italians, people who have obviously done the course, know the area. I mean, it's fun to ride with Americans, but they're more likely to get to be lost. new to, to be new new to the event right. and to get lost. <laughs> um, when you get lost. Uh huh. Think about it. Try to figure out how to get back. If you can't, ask somebody. Mm -hmm. Show them the cue sheet. You know, with gestures. Right. Something like that. Uh, the controls are all, or the controllers, the people on motorbikes, are also helpful. One time, Kim Freitas had flatted. It was early. I figured it'd help Kim get fixed. I was in good shape. That's when they allowed aero bars. Tuck it behind me, let's go. We're gonna catch back up to Lon and Susan. We'll ride with them. Next thing I know, this controller's co this motorcycle's coming by and the guy's waving his hand and pointing backwards. And I had been pulling so efficiently that I'd ridden right by a left turn. But uh -huh. the guy pointed me back right. and away we went. Uh, don't panic, Right. It'll, it'll work out. Right. So is it, I mean, obviously it's in French, but is it for the most part sort of like route finding on any American brevet for the most part? What, what it's going to give you is the distance in kilometers. Right. Change that mileage thing. To the next town. Okay. And it's ah. not going to say turn right to go to Mirziak. It's going to say 3.2 kilometers Mirziak. Uh-huh. So how are you supposed to know when you're supposed to turn left and right? Because you're going to look for that sign. Like I was saying at the intersection, you come to an intersection. Is there an arrow pointing ah. to Mirziak? No, there's no arrow pointing to Mirziak. Keep going. Okay, I came to a roundabout. Oh my goodness, there are three, four, five roads going off from this. Ride around until you find the arrow pointing <laughs> to Mirziak. And then head to Mirziak. Okay, so I had heard that the arrows that they use say breast on the top, Paris on the bottom and then have a directional right and then always to make sure that you aren't following one that's been 
uh, mess with in any way, always make sure that the arrow, that, that breast is on the top when you're going out and Paris is on the bottom when you're going back because if someone accidentally turns an arrow or purposefully turns an arrow to be a problem, then it would be the opposite and then you would know that it, the arrow is sending you the wrong way. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. If, if the text is upside down, then you got a problem. Right. Look for the arrows, but also look for the, the French road signs okay. that tell you which way okay. to be going. I definitely need to review the route better. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, another thing you can do, I mean, you're going to carry the cue sheet, right? but put on a file card something easier or highlight on the cue sheet the name of the big towns, not the little places, but right. the big ones, because every intersection will have an arrow right. to the big place that's 20, 30, 40, 50 K right. away. I've, through my previous work too, I have driven in France and I've always found France actually really easy to yeah. drive in, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Then, I mean, then, then yeah. you should not have much of a problem. Okay. Um, have you got a helmet light of some sort? I do have a headlamp, like yeah. a, you know, like right. a, a camping headlamp. Yeah. Because in the dark, you're going to have to look for arrows. Right. And you're going to have to look for signs. Right. The first night, for sure. Yeah. And it's polite not to ride with that on. Right. But to only turn it on when you need it. Right. Because if it's on and you're sort of flashing it around, it's going to affect other people's night vision. Right. One of the things I always did at night is I rode out in the middle of my lane. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can hear people coming up behind you. You got to, you know vehicles you got a mirror so forth and so on and the crap the glass whatever tends to accumulate on the right hand edge right. so why ride there right right out well i rode out in the middle during the day too but right that that's a better place to be riding right right I, yeah okay woohoo i'm ready ready well i can't add anything to that <laughs> have, have have fun in breast have a little meal there yes wave at the ocean Come back. You're going to have a great adventure. I mean, in some ways, I'm jealous that I'm not doing it. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm glad I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I like having a support vehicle with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I have one client who has uh, a support vehicle mm -hmm. and two very veteran randonneurs helping this client. Wow. And that's a way to save time. Yes. And be more relaxed about it. Right. When I did the Rocky Mountain 1200, I had Fuzzy Lee Mitchell there. Hand me food. I, I remember was, that. I was riding with somebody else who did not have a support vehicle, but she was faster than I was. So she got to the controls, had a meal. I blew in, got a, got a sandwich from Fuzzy and blew out. We got to ride together the first 10 miles or so that we'd repeat. <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll have a great time, Terry. You, you will have many adventurous stories to tell. Okay. Uh, I look forward to hearing them. Same. Well, thank you both. And John, could you give us uh, your website one more time? Yes, www.coach-hughes.com. Click on the resources page. There are probably 30 articles you can look at. that will be very helpful. Also on the home page, if you scan down, there are a number of different helpful ones. Um, particularly riding in the heat is going to be useful when you get to France. Hopefully be useful instead of rain. And I apologize for the noise. We actually left our studio because uh, that's being worked on today. So we were looking for quiet, quiet areas to go. Uh, this is Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. Beautiful day, going the distance with Coach John Hughes. Thanks very much, John. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.